Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Heart of Markness podcast. I did it. I did it. I've talked about it for a year or more. I'm finally dealing with John Paul Jones. I'm finally dealing with John Paul Jones. Them Crooked Vultures. I have wanted to for a long time and I've been trying to find shows for a long time and last time I looked they were everywhere of course last time I looked it was like 2010 when everything was brand new sorry I just stepped on a bag I'm moving my feet around there we go there we go perfect and um, now checking the BitTorrent sites and I know BitTorrent is, is nowhere near as popular as it was back in the day because I'm old and in a lot of ways it's old tech so I found what I could find, but everything I found that I wanted to use, I'll say that, everything that I found that I wanted to use has been sourced from lossy sources. MP3s or, and I shudder to say this, YouTube audio rips. Now, for many, many, many of you, it's not going to matter. But I will not be sharing these shows. They're not lossless. They're not. They're just garbage rips and MP3s. And those are fine for casual listening. But as far as going in the trading pool and in the, this thing, everything else I've played you up to this time, except for maybe some weird shit where I could only find it and rip it off YouTube, like some rare Jimmy Page jams and solo outings and things like that. Um, Maybe those were MP3s, but everything else I source by definition, unless I say otherwise, is lossless, which means that there's no uh, there's no loss, lossless um, in copying. In MP3, you take a WAV file, a full audio file, which may say be 100 megabytes. Let's just say a round number. It's a waveform. You convert it to an MP3. Depending on the bit rate you choose, you can get it down to, you know, 20 megs, 10 megs. And uh, you do that by removing audio information. Now, the algorithm removes primarily information that you you can't hear. Like, um, it will remove, say a symbol crash information that's occupying the same area in the sonic spectrum as, say, a lead guitar solo. So if you're making an analogy with, uh, say, a motion picture, it would be if somebody's walking in front of the cou- a couch, as they're passing in front of the couch, the area of the couch that they're obscuring, that data is removed and since you can't see it you don't even notice it and you save bandwidth and file size by removing that extraneous data however it is lossy and these being youtube rips i mean we're not talking good quality um but what i have ripped from youtube is professionally recorded so it's not like it's going to be a shitty audience tape um, they're you know degraded further. 
And these sound fine. You've heard Zeppelin shows that are going to sound way worse than this. I'm just, you know, hey, Emptor, here's your caveat. So adjust accordingly. Now, most of what I said won't matter to most of you. So I listen to shit on YouTube all the time. Sounds fine to me. Great. That's, um, you know, this is for the others who <clears throat> who contact me. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that sauce you used for that show was piss poor. That was just garbage. If you were t- if you were a taper, you you'd know. You'd know. That's just garbage. You, what you what you got to do is you got to find low generation sauces. Like no shit, asshole. That was the lowest generation I could find. But um <laughs> What are you talking about, Mark? Yes. Yes. I'm I'm subtweeting on my own podcast. Um Them Crooked Vultures was a project from Dave Grohl, Josh Hami, and I actually looked up and got a, a listened to a, a recording of him on SoundCloud on how to pronounce his name. In Europe, it's Om, and in America, it's Hami. So that's cool. Josh Hami from Queen of the Stone Age, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Caius, unbelievable musician unbelievably prolific um i never even touched his music or heard of him until this band came out dave grohl is obviously dave grohl foo fighters and nirvana and john paul jones um was hang on i got my i have my notes somewhere i don't know i assume he's a musician um maybe he won a contest or it was a make a wish thing i don't know but there's somebody named john paul jones in the band as well this band came together in 2009, and if the more astute of you may remember that in 2008, when the Foo Fighters played Wembley Arena or Coliseum, the giant one with a million people, almost literally, um, in 2008, they invited Jimmy and Jonesy to join them for, I believe, Ramble On and Rock and Roll, one of which Dave sang and one of which Dave drummed. Drummed, um, I think Dave drummed for rock and roll. And it was great. Jimmy and Jonesy were working together because this is after the reunion. And for a long time, um, everybody who wasn't Robert Plant kept the ball rolling because the rehearsals for the show were the the reunion show were good. The reunion show was fucking amazing. And uh, everybody was having a good time and they wanted to create more music and record more music. And, um, you know, we've all heard that Steven Tyler was auditioned and he was and he failed. Um, and Miles Kennedy and et cetera. Et cetera. They, they try and find replacements. But eventually, I think I think it broke down over time because they were still putting together new material as well, not just Zeppelin material, which is badass. I think it broke down over time because Jimmy was adamant to have Robert or somebody of that stature. And Jonesy and um, Jason Bonham were more like, this is just awesome. Let's just do this. But I mean, that's I don't know if that's true. That's the word on the street. So as that project, the Zeppelin reunion project fizzled out over time. Um, Jonesy wanted to play. Dave Grohl 
wanted has always wanted to play with Jonesy. As far back as 2005, he was saying he wanted to put a band together with John Paul Jones. And um, I mean, and, and Dave Grohl has always been gunning for the drummer's seat in a reunion anyway. So he's a Zep head. Who wouldn't be? Um, so in 2009, they got together with Josh Hummy, who had recorded with Queens of the Stone Age with Dave Grohl. Those two had done albums together. And they got together and started recording immediately. And it's it's great. It's really crazy hard stuff in a way. I don't care. I don't, I'm not going to say I don't care for it. I have to watch my language. I'm, I'm too, I'm too strident in my opinions. And then I go back and listen to it and man, like, wow, why the fuck did I say that? I sound like an asshole. I'm not saying I don't care for the album. The album, Them Crooked Vultures, very good. Musically, all over the map. Jonesy plays a million different instruments. And these guys are really creative, and it is badass, and you've probably already heard it. Um, they toured starting in August of 2009 through just about the uh, you know August of 2010, basically. Um, they toured the world in clubs, small arenas, and then in the summer of 2010, they hit Europe for the big festival circuit, you know? In Europe, they have these giant shows all over with zillions of people. It's like, you know, every country has a Coachella of their own. And them Crooked Vultures were playing it all over. And it's, I love, I mean, I love listening to them live. And in in prepping for this podcast, I've listened to them a lot. They are so good. They are so good. And they are so good live. They're so much better live than they are on album, and that's not saying they were bad on album, it's just they're that much better. In the way that Zeppelin was, or you know, ideally, when all fit cylinders are firing, live Zeppelin is is where it's at. And um, I think, all the time, I think, um, I have a friend on Twitter called the, the Gnostic Insect, which is a great Twitter handle, um, considering how much Terrence McKenna I've been listening to. Um, and, and he had pointed out that cause he wanted me to do a Rolling Stones show for a long time. And I did. And, um, we, we were talking back and forth and he pointed out that he's like, Oh my God, I just had a, a, a brainwave. I just had a, a revelation. The stones are an amazing album band. They're amazing on album and they're really, really good live. Led Zeppelin is really, really good on album and amazing live. Led Zeppelin is a live band. That's where the the legend, that's where the magic comes from. I mean, the studio albums are amazing. Nobody can deny that. But here I am two years, three years later, however long it's been since I've started this podcast, episode 64, still growing, thousands of you guys listening, and... um it's the live because it's amazing when I'm playing it. It's amazing. And, um, them crooked vultures is similar. The album's really good. The album's really good and it's recorded really well and it's diverse, but live holy moly. It's a, it's just a trillion times better. And, uh, what I'm going to play for you, I'm going to play three songs from three separate shows 
And um, what are we going to play first? Mock. We are going to play... New Fang. I like New Fang. I think it was their single off the album. It's a great single song. It's a you know, five-minute, six-minute tune. And a great just driving bass line. Do, 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 Really, really cool. And uh, I just like, I like Josh Homme's lyrics. They're cool. I like him. He's a good front man. He's interesting. And he's an interesting guitarist. He's really good and really unique and really complex. And this band, it's, this band is interesting. It's like, um... You know, at the beginning, <laughs> of course, my demographic is 45 to 65-year-old men. I'm like, you know the beginning of the Powerpuff Girls, where they show the, the professor making the Powerpuff Girls, adding little ingredients in a bowl? If you were going to make them crooked vultures, you would add in, like, uh, a cup and a half of the band Cream. That was a bad... That was a bad one to start off with, because Cream is also something in a recipe. So... Add a dash of cream, a sprinkle of Nirvana, fold in about a cup and a half of King Crimson, and a little bit, a little bit of Smashing Pumpkins. I know, I know. And um, as much Smashing Pumpkins as uh, that same amount of the Zombies. And I know that's out there, but you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it in this. It, it, it is reminiscent of Cream in a vibe way, um, because Dave Grohl in no way swings like Ginger Baker, but he is a beast. And when I play the song that I'm going to play for you, highlighting that, you're going to hear it. He, unbelievable drummer, in this, unbelievable. So let's go with the new Fang. This is not where new Fang is not where Dave Grohl's an unbelievable drummer. I was uh, cross streams again. Sorry, new Fang is their single. It's really uh, approachable. Is that the word? Yeah, I would say it's the most approachable of their songs immediately. And uh, this is from Austin City Limits, which is probably a no-no. Uh, which would be in two thousand nine sometime. I had the date and I lost it. I'm sorry. Let's say August 2009, even though that may not be the case. When I come back, I'll tell you. Because it's not like you're sitting there with the pencil going, tell me, tell me. All right, this is New Fang with John Paul Jones, Dave Grohl, Josh Hami. Unless you're not in the United States, then it's Josh Hume. And uh, live, they had, what's the dude's name? Oh, wrong one. Hang on one sec. Live, they had... Come on, man. Alan Johannes. Alan Johannes. Really amazing guy. He's like a fourth guy up there. Um, playing guitar, slide guitar, bass, keyboards, and backing vocals. He's filling in. Like there are songs when Jonesy's playing keyboards, and then Alan will play bass. Or Alan will be playing guitar and singing in conjunction with Josh. And he's really, he himself is an amazing musician. And he brings a lot to the game, so he helps he helps flesh out the live sound, and it's it's just fucking brilliant. And live, Jonesy is playing bass, 
keyboards, clavinet, piano, guitar, lap steel guitar, slide bass guitar, which is fucking crazy, mandolin, violin, and backing vocals. Violin, I think that's folding in his record uh, contributions as well. But he plays this thing. You got to see this. Sorry, I should turn my ringer off. You got to watch these shows on YouTube. That's what I'll that's what I will put up on my website, heartofmarkness.com, instead of the shows to download, as I usually do, because watching this, you're going to see these contraptions that Jonesy plays. And it's it's like a hurdy gurdy. Sorry, Jesus Christ. Um, With. (laughs) With a display showing hippie patterns. That may have a purpose, I'm not sure. And um, a bass slide guitar just around his neck. This giant apparatus that looks like it weighs 22 pounds. And you just got to watch it. You got to watch him. You got to watch him go from playing bass like a monster to just, you know, easing on over to the keyboards and playing keyboards like a monster. And it instantly goes back and sounds like uh, no quarter when he plays and that's not a dig on him like oh he can only play one style no he has a sound and it's so refreshing to hear well then can we please hear it mark yes you may please hear it mark new fang austin city limits them crooked vultures see you in a bit don't tell austin city limits i use their show thanks hey sorry i'm back i lied to you it is not from austin city limits it is from the Rock Am Ring Festival from April 6th, 2010, in beautiful Germany. Where in Germany? I don't know. Just says Germany. Probably within the borders of. So yes, uh, April 6th, 2010, unless they did the dating in the European style, in which case it would be June 4th. Probably June 4th, because that's when they were touring. All right, in any case, it's 2010, it's in Germany, and it's not Austin City Limits, there we go. Having a good time. Seven, you having a good time? I'd like to introduce you to the band. Is that okay? You sure. That's Mr. Dave Grohl on drums. Get you. You're a very handsome man. Come on. And on guitar, Mr. Alan Johannes. And uh, and John Paul fucking Jones. Hey Germans, that's John Paul Jones. I don't do that, he gets really shy. John, you look very handsome tonight. See, I told you best. And you know me, I'm Joshua, I'm your best buddy. Make it up, make it up. I love you. 
Simple, nice, to the point. Not going to scare your parents, although we're the parents. I like it. I like it. has kind of a a rolling feel to it. Like uh, you're trying to walk the deck of a ship in a rough sea. Dun, 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 dun. I like it. Now, I hear is where I'm going to play you the song from Austin City Limits. And it's on YouTube, and they haven't pulled it down. So, Jesus, Christmas tree. Nobody get mad that it's on this podcast. There's a heck of a lot fewer people listening to this than have watched that video. That's right. Did you hear that dog out there in the background? That's Penelope. She is my entertainment attorney. Ah... We're going to listen to Caligula Love. This is the song that makes me think that has a little smattering of the zombies. Because Jonesy is on keyboards, playing the bass with his feet, as he did in Trampled Underfoot. And uh, it's a cool song. They, they Apparently, they originally wanted to call the band Caligula, which is beautiful. But there was also another. They couldn't, they couldn't get the name. So they just... Uh, pulled the name, just something that was meaningless, them crooked vultures. And I can totally, from what I know of Josh Homme, that's something he would just totally pull out of the air. I like him. Um, he's an interesting fella. I like him. I saw him do uh, Joe Rogan a while back, months ago, uh, last year, like uh, November of last year, maybe, before the plague. And uh, really smart guy, really nice guy, seems to be a really nice guy. And... Um, I like him. I feel it's like I want to be friends with that guy. And really, prolific musician, almost in the way like Mike Patton from Faith No More, who has a trillion projects out there. He sings Jap- uh, not Japanese. He sings Italian love songs. And I mean straight sings Italian love songs, like Tom Jones would or, or uh, Wayne Newton. And he kills it because his voice is amazing. Uh, he does he's like Tomahawk. Faith No More, uh, Mr. Bungle. And, uh, I mean, that's just what I could think of, and I am in no way a Mike Patton head. Uh, Josh Homme, in the same way, seems to have multiple projects. Queen of the Stone Age, Caius, uh, which he said he would love to do again. Um, These guys want to do another Them Crooked Vultures album, even though it's been 10 years. But um, either, either Josh or Dave or both are always either on the road or up to up to their elbows in another project. So it's always like back burner, but still they definitely want it to happen. And um, I hope it does. Cause even though Jonesy is now in his seventies, um, I think he could still kill it with that kind of music. He's such a good musician and this band is tight. That's something that, it's just it's remarkable because they do they do time changes they do quick turnarounds and they really get into it like when i you'll hear new fang the song i just played you was their standard you know hello i'm here to meet your parents hello mr and mrs donovan it's very nice to meet you eddie eddie haskell you know when you're meeting the folk it's not going to be like hey you know what i'm going to do to your daughter you know what your daughter's going to do to me they don't have that vibe yet uh but Live, when they get into their songs, they stretch them out, they jam, the, they have live versions different from the album, and they just, oh, it's good. 
Oh, it's good. You're going to Caligula love it. Ha ha ha. Which is the name of the next song I'm going to play for you called Caligula Love. And, uh, cool shit. Got a touch of Alice in Chains with the, the modal harmonies, too, in a way. It's good stuff. And I hope you enjoy it. Next week, I'll go back to, like, good old Led Zeppelin. Here, we're having a little, you know, having a little something different for dinner. I don't like that. I don't want to try it. What is it? It's called kimchi. You take a bunch of vegetables, put them in a jar, and bury it in the yard. And then once it's garbage, you eat it. No, that's not true. Kimchi is a wonderful probiotic. Um, everything else is true that I said? All right. <laughs> I apologize for my remarks about kimchi. Uh, I am in no way a racist, and I, I value all cultures. And uh, I just don't care for kimchi. I just don't care for kimchi. Who gives a fuck? You're right. Caligula Love. This is from Austin City Limits, which was 2009, I believe. But it's also professional as fuck, so it sounds good. Uh, oh, I'm swearing a lot. Sorry. Here you go. The song's called Caligula Love. Yeah. It's about loving someone that much. Sounds like this.
here. Very interesting, huh? Now, I'm not saying it's Led Zeppelin, and don't compare it to Led Zeppelin, and if you don't like it, that's cool. But it is solid, and it is interesting, and it's rad to hear Jonesy right up there creating that with them. It's not like he's playing bass and playing their songs. These are songs that they created together, and he's part of that mix. And I think that's just so cool that he can just fit into a project and it doesn't sound like it's from the 70s. He doesn't drag it back because he's like, back then we played like this. Um, it sounds fresh. It sounds new. It's tight. It's just badass. Um, all right. I'm going to play for you the song that made me want to do this episode in the first place. It is called Spinning in the Daffodils. And it is un believably intense and good um it is a youtube rip of the 240p stream that's the only resolution i could find it in and i looked all over the internet i looked all over the i looked all over for an audio recording of this show um a higher quality video that i could rip the audio from and I found one. I found one that was in, in 720, which is low-grade HD. Um, but it's an audience recording video from, like, a phone or a GoPro or something from, like, right in front of the stage. So, but because of that, the audio isn't quite as clear. But what made it, what made it uh, unusable to me is that they're just surrounded by people clapping and talking, and that's so much louder than the band. So it's all, you know, it's just, you'd hear the band, or Josh going like, I just want to thank people, and just want to remember this moment, and what you're experiencing on that camera, on, on that recording is, I just want to thank everybody, and just remember this moment, and it's just super distracting, and it takes away from it, so I chose the lesser of two evils, I chose uh, a lower quality professional recording over a higher quality audience recording because there was too much audience in the recording. And this is a song that has lots of subtlety and also has lots of unbelievable driving Slayer level tempos. It's crazy. Um, I implore you to seek out the video and watch this on your phone, on your computer, whatever, for this song, Spinning in Daffodils from the Workter Festival, July 4th, 2010. Um, it's so good. It's a professional recording, but the only one that you can really see, as I said, is that 240p one on YouTube. And I mean, I even looked through the other streaming, you know, Vimeo and uh, crazy-ass Russian sites where there's everything. Um, couldn't find it. And I, I couldn't find, I just couldn't find this. And this is the one I had to have. I, I listened to several. I can grab some that are unbelievably good, clear soundboards. But it's not this performance. And this performance is the one that got me. Um, and I want you to hear it. And it is super intense. Dave Grohl is a machine. A machine. He is just going just... 
12 minutes. It's crazy. And Jonesy's playing incredibly. He goes from he plays bass, badass bass, and uh, hops over to the keyboards. And it it starts very slowly, gets crazy intense, and it ends very slowly. And it's it's beautiful. Um, and and it and it's so good to watch too. So do find that video. I will post it on heartofmarkness.com. I hope uh, the person who posted it on YouTube allows people to embed it or else it'll just be one of those ones you can't play anyway spinning in the daffodils july 4th 2010 them crooked vultures this is awesome and it starts off very slow with just a couple minutes of uh dave grohl just doing like this real stick stuff stick on the rim of the drum kind of stuff and josh just playing with the playing with the reverb and making little noises, and then it becomes, it's just, watching it, it's amazing, listening to it, it's kind of like, all right, let's get going. So, here we go. This one's about 13 minutes long, and every second of it is gold. Enjoy, my friends.
take a minute so I don't ever forget this moment. So many of us here just to have a memory, you know? Just to make a special time that you never forget the rest of your life.
Mr. John Paul fucking Jones. Indeed, Mr. John Paul fucking Jones. <clears throat> now, I hope you loved that as much as I did. Um, if not, next week they'll be, we'll be back to Zeppelin. I had to get this out of the way because I wanted to cover Jonesy for a while, as I've talked about. And, you know, it's hard to put together the larger overarching uh, projects. Not overarching, arc. Uh, but I could do this. I could do them Crooked Vultures. And I got that pin in it. He's represented. And uh, I hope... I hope some of you were converted today. Because this this was really badass. And they're a great band. And their live stuff is incredible. And uh, it doesn't sound... It doesn't sound like there's a... How old was he then? 64-year-old man up there on the stage playing. That's incredible. Yeah, Good musicianship. Dave Grohl, a monster on the drums. Josh Homme, great front man, great singer, great guitar player, great songwriter. Interesting stuff, man. There's a lot to there's a lot to sink your teeth into if you're into that into this. And um you know, it's one degree of separation away from Led Zeppelin. So, it's still cool. <laughs> so, I hope you enjoyed it, friends. Um let's see. That's all the songs I'm going to play today, but let's get to the nitty-gritty. I am on Twitter, at Heart of Markness, if you'd like to follow me. Uh, there I have a Facebook group, Heart of Markness. More people are joining every day. In fact, I just welcomed somebody this evening, and I can't remember his name because I'm a bad host, but welcome. Um, yeah, Facebook, Heart of Markness. I have a website, heartofmarkness.com, upon which I post these shows uh, these podcasts, as well as, when relevant, the full shows that I feature. So if I feature, you know, uh, April 27th, 1969, Led Zeppelin, and play three songs, you know, you will then be able to go to the website, heartofmarkness.com, and download the entire concert, and not just the songs that I featured, for free. Because I got them for free, and it should be for free. And as long as you trade it for really... It's all good. All right. You are also welcome to become a patron of this fine establishment. If you like what I do, if you like uh, having a Led Zeppelin themed and, and more and more broadly classic rock uh, themed live podcast out there, um, fronted by a person who's as insane as Captain Ahab, but not a dick about it. Um, then you are welcome to become a patron. Patreon.com slash Heart of Markness. That's who I am. That's where you can find me. And um, you can support the podcast, pay for the hosting, help pay for the hosting, the cloud hosting for the shows I do, the website, all this stuff. You know what it is. And if you don't want to, that's cool. It's a free podcast. You'll always be able to listen to it. If you are a patron, you will get an extra podcast a month just for you. So that's something to consider. And uh, let's read the names of the mighty titans upon whose shoulders this podcast rests. I thank you, a loyal and hearty handshake to Wayne, Brad, Danielle, 
who I who I spoke to yesterday, and uh, she has requested a Santana show, so I'm going to provide that in the next hundred and fifty years. In fact, I downloaded one yesterday. I think 1970. Uh, cool, Danielle, Tracy, who I spoke to this week as well, other than just say hey, Peter, who I have not spoken to but I have high regard for, Mark, who I have not spoken to recently and i should rectify that because he's a good friend david who i have not spoken to but i respect highly and is rad bill ditto Mimo, and avi thank you friends for supporting this dream and uh giving me the time and space for it to coalesce from the chaotic explosion of inspiration to the orderly mundanity of practicality and creation. Um, by which I mean giving me the time to get this together, find out where I want to go with this, take it seriously and do it every week, and uh, actually treat this like a business as well as a hobby, which is fun. I enjoy this, and I really love doing this. And um, thanks for sticking around, everybody. Next week, uh, well, this weekend, there should be should be a bonus episode where I will feature somebody other than Led Zeppelin. Usually it's whatever Mike Millard master tape gets released over the weekend. Um, or it'll be something else. I've got a few things in the, in the hopper, including that Santana show. So who knows? There'll be something over the weekend. And then every Thursday you will get a, a Led Zeppelin or Led Zeppelin related podcast from yours truly been doing it every week for a year now and we're going to keep it rolling and sporadically for a couple years before that but nope this is the real deal now so thank you friends be good to yourselves be good to each other and see you next week